get along, murdered doggies. Welcome to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and we are and we are continuing to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders in Egypt, with episodes 36 and 37. Uh, man, how long has it been? It Okay, actually, it has been a while since there's been a gag episode, I guess. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the fights have some humor in them, like, naturally the, yeah the it's, it's part of the stuff. whole thing yeah yeah but like the last actual joke episode i guess was only going boingo mm-hmm. which was a while ago speaking of episode 36 is called whole horse and boingo part Ooh. one an incredible pairing bring bring them all in boys everybody's back <laughs> by everybody we mean the what the two people who have not died or been quote-unquote retired yet <laughs> hey, hey, Oingo's fine. His his face is healing, I guess. Oh, that's we, true. We do, in a minute, we will get a status check on Oingo, but uh, yeah. the status is not good enough to fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, uh, we, we begin with Whole Horse walking blind in the dark to find Dio, and uh, he is impressed and disgusted by all of Dio's women and treasure. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Those sound like separate things, but in Dio's mansion, women and treasure go in the same pile. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he ha- just has big ma- mountains of, like, gold coins and jewelry and shit. And also, there's just dead women just tossed on top of that, too. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they aren't for any of the other things one might keep women for. They're for snacking. They, mm-hmm. they have big old holes in their necks, drained dry, and then just, yeah, left on the, the fucking pile of doubloons. Uh <laughs> I mean, they, they are also equal in Whole Horse's mind as he walks around like, hey, nice babe. This is fucking gross, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice treasure. It's gross to have this much treasure, though. Yeah. Uh, so he's continuing to walk down dark hallways, just lighting everything with his, like, his, his little lighter. And he finds Dio in the library, I guess this is what this is. It's dark yeah, in here, D- but... Dio isn't, you know, just standing there waiting or sitting in the chair. Dio is clutched climbing a bookcase. <laughs> like, he, like he wants much more than this provincial life, basically. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's time, I guess, for uh, Whole Horse's quarterly employee review. And it is not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, it's a really bad idea for uh, when you start your, your quarterly review to immediately start profusely sweating in front of your boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we hear a lot of Whole Horse's inner thoughts while he's, he's meeting Dio, and it's mostly just like, wow, I'm terrified of this man. He, he's come back to tell Dio about, like, hey, there's only three other stand users left. Every All the other mm-hmm. ones have been just utterly annihilated by JoJo and the gang. He hasn't even heard about the last one. He doesn't know about Darby. <laughs> yeah. Dio just does not give a fuck. He's like, okay, why did you come here and tell me this? Go and kill them? My favorite part of Whole Horse's, like, internal monologue is, keep it together, Whole Horse. He's only slightly stronger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, Dio is still in shadow, but this is probably the best look we've gotten at him so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can almost make out his face at this point. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of make out more of what his, like, new outfit is. I don't know how to describe that shirt. Is it a shirt? I don't know what it... Maybe it's not a shirt. (laughs) Actually, yeah, because his whole back is exposed. It's just, like, it's got, like, a choker on top. It looks like it's made out of black spandex or something, and it just goes down the center of his chest. Like, it's just a strip. It doesn't even fully cover his chest. (laughs) Would you want to cover that chest? I mean, if it was my chest. If I had the body of Jonathan Joestar, I probably would not bother, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he doesn't think he needs clothes because he thinks of the new body as clothes. Mm. This is just a body that he put on one day about 100 years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> So I guess taking a bath is just doing the laundry now. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So convenient to combine those two things into one activity. So uh, uh, Whole Horse is... As much as he talks himself up, psychs himself out, he is still uh, terribly intimidated at the raw power and confidence and and just his frightening charisma and unusual sensuality that that is Dio Brando. (laughs) Yeah. And Whole Horse does not know what Dio's stand is. 
Mm-hmm. After seeing this, I wonder, maybe Dio Stan just makes his hands real big, because he reaches out toward Whole Horse, and his hands are gigantic. They're fucking huge. So yeah, he, he reaches out towards Whole Horse here. Almost looks like he's going to just like pluck the Whole Horse's eyeballs out or something. Mm-hmm. But he grabs Horse's cigarette and like puts it out on both of his index fingers to show off that his left finger his left side of his body is regenerating slower than his right side. And he uses that to explain, like, you have to actually fight these dudes, whole horse, actually try this time, because I am not confident I could fight JoJo and the gang and not get my shit rocked. Because, because uh, he, he says Jonathan's body is still not 100% his own yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so whole horse has his marching orders. It's time to go. Dio sits down, and whole horse is like, wait a minute. His back is turned to me. I have a magic gun. I can make this problem go away just like that. Yeah. And we see, thankfully, all these slow panning shots of of the fucking awesome magic gun. It's a cool ass magic gun, man. As as he just deliberates how easy it would be to pull the trigger. Dio hasn't even noticed. He hasn't left. He's got his opportunity. All these problems can go away. And then Dio goes away. Whoopsie. Whoa. Yeah, we should mention that the the room that they're in has tons of huge cobwebs and spider webs everywhere. I guess saying that Dio is not much of a reader. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get <laughs> in this room much. Whole Horse just goes to pull the trigger and Dio one moment was in the chair and now he's not. <laughs> Dio is now suddenly just immediately behind Whole Horse and he's just like, just taunting him like, damn, that was way too slow, dude. Whole horse is shocked because yet yeah, none of these spider webs have been disturbed. Maybe he's just a really good friend to spiders. You yeah. ever think Dio likes spiders? I bet he does. Maybe he's got a weird spider stand. I don't know. Ooh, ooh yeah. He teleports via spider webs. I don't know. Surprisingly, even though generally if you were to threaten Dio, he would probably just cut your head clean off. Uh, he's just impressed by a whole horse mm-hmm. and how calm he was getting ready to just blast Dio's head off. And he's just like, okay, The only cool. time he's been calm all day. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, wow, good job, man. And he just leaves. And, and whole horse, again, starts sweating profusely and just falls to his knees and goes, okay, yep, uh, guess I'm uh, dedicating my entire life to Dio because otherwise I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm going to get annihilated by this handsome man. <laughs> so, so we have a hard cut to uh, it's, you know, bright daylight as whole horse gets off a plane from Aswan back to Cairo. What was he doing in Aswan? We will find out in like 30 seconds. But first, mm. he has to teach a very serious lesson in why you take turns. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. These two random burly dudes immediately cut in front of a whole horse to get in, in the taxi. They start a whole fucking fight over this. You could just get in the taxi yes. and go. Yes. But these guys are, they are delighting in cutting in line to get a taxi. <laughs> they love this shit. Uh, so whole horse just shoots a dude's ear off. Yeah, immediately. Blam. Like, this is how you know Whole Horse is not messing around anymore, right? (laughs) Yeah. Something I'm curious about, because, you know, no one can see, because his gun is a stand, normal people can't see it. Can normal people hear the the gunfire from it? I know one guy who's not hearing it. (laughs) I just want to know if this dude's ear just suddenly exploded for no reason, or if they at least heard a gun. (laughs) It would be great if the dude's like... I don't know what happened to your ear. The the cowboy just pointed at you and it exploded. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but <laughs> So Whole Horse gets in the cab and and takes off. And he's got this big suitcase with him that he, he slams down on the car seat and he starts talking to it. And the cab driver's like, Hey, you talking to me? And he's like, The fuck I am, you shut up. <laughs> we have never seen Whole Horse more focused or aggressive. Yeah. It's really fun. So he he just flips open the suitcase and Boingo is inside, tied and gagged, (laughs) crying, (laughs) crying, shaking. And from here on out, this episode owns. Mm -hmm. I love Boingo in this episode. Like, Boingo was just, 
half of one character you know when when we met him there wasn't much to him like he loved his brother he was super confident with his brother that's about it but boingo with having to team up with someone he's terrified of he comes (laughs) he really develops an incredibly fun personality he's an awful little kid (laughs) but he's great to watch yeah as as has been established before, uh, Whole Horse hates to fight on his own. Yes. He does not view himself as number one. He likes to be the backup. He always wants to fight with a partner. And it's slim pickings right now <laughs> for, for, for battle buddies. So, you know, Oingo's still in the hospital as Whole Horse starts to bring it up here. And he knows about Boingo's uh, stand. Uh, and so he just fucking kidnapped him and brought him mm-hmm. along with him because he wants to use the, the, the future telling abilities of Boingo's comic book to know where to shoot his bullets real good. Yes, yes. He's basically explaining this to the kid like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Here's your job. Mm-hmm. You shut up and listen. And like that cab driver is going to have a hell of a story to tell <laughs> later today. And it's going to include the part where and then the kid just puked on him for like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Whole horse just pulls the tape <laughs> off like of- a chocolate fountain of spew <laughs> just falling into his lap. It it's very well animated and it lasts for like the cab driver starts going like oh my god what's happening back there and like whole horse <laughs> keeps talking and it's like thirty seconds of just Boingo in the background nonstop puking into whole horse's lap there is not a single break in this hurl and he has this weird like dead eyed resigned expression like I don't know what you expected from me dude yeah I'm gonna puke in your lap and it's not stopping <laughs> yeah. When when Oingo started puking, he dropped the, the comic book and it, it's like flipped open. So we, we get to see what Whole Horse looks like in the art style of this, this comic book. He's which, great. His, he's got a cowboy hat that is the top half of his head. Like yeah. his eyes are part of the cowboy hat. His nose has become a Slim Jim. It's about <laughs> 18 inches long and one inch wide. Yeah, he's got he's got tons of little like chiclet teeth that are really far spaced apart and he's got like a really long like snake's tongue that's always shooting out of his mouth. He it's it's a funny design. But Jojo and Co Co uh haven't appeared yet in in the book. Uh th- this is a much more short-term prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I I just really appreciate the the way that uh Thoth's like rambling stream of consciousness narrative. Yes. Like, nobody acts like a person. Things just happen because they happen. Mm-hmm. There are clearly missing steps in between, which is where, you know, the, the real narrative takes place. But, like, Iraqi predicted Axe Cop. That's what this is. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Right? It, it really is just, and then this happened, and this happened. So, this <laughs> happened, and then, uh Yeah. <laughs> So in this case, it's like, uh, yeah, a whole horse and Boingo are are walking down the street, and then they see a pretty lady, and then a whole horse jump kicks the lady in the neck, and then uh, uh, the lady's like, thank you for jump kicking me in the neck. Take all of my jewelry. Yeah. And whole horse is happy. <laughs> yeah. Should mention that, like, so basically for the rest of this two-parter, Boingo is always hiding under objects. He's yes. terrified to just, like, even be outside. And they're just in, like, the middle of the desert or outskirts of the town right now. So there's basically nothing for him to hide under except one really teeny tiny shrub. <laughs> Yeah, what well, one of his uh, new, or at least new to us, like uh, uh, personality traits is that he is deathly terrified of everything unless in the presence of his brother. Yeah. So now that his brother's not around, yeah, he's he's just gonna cower under that shrub. He's you know muttering to to himself. He, he doesn't say anything confidently. He's just got this little gremlin voice yeah he's got this little speech tick of like ending every single sentence he says with yes <laughs> whole horse doesn't entirely buy that this stand is actually like good at predicting the future or anything he thinks it just seems like bullshit because it's just rambling nonsense and as he's and saying this and it's totally out of character for him because yeah. he respects all the ladies even the uggos as he says <laughs> yes yeah he clarifies <laughs> even the ugly women love them <laughs> I would never hurt a woman. 
only emotionally. I would, I would, he, <laughs> yeah, he does admit, like, yeah, I'll lie to women, sure, but I love women. That's why I have so many all around the world that don't know about each other. <laughs> and while he's saying that, like, a beautiful woman is walking down the road behind him, he just freezes in place, going, like, I'm not going to kick this lady. I am not going to kick that lady. Why would I kick? Why would I jump kick that lady? <laughs> There's literally no reason to. And Boingo's like, you gotta j- jump kick the lady. Fate says it. If you fight against fate, that will make your face explode. Ask my brother. <laughs> yeah, because we have like a lot of the questions that were, uh, you know, subtextually raised in the first Oingo Boingo episode mm-hmm. get answered in this one. It, it's not a matter of. Oingo was always fated to be the the Jojo that exploded. It's that if he would have come up and disguised himself as anyone else, if he hadn't uh, lost faith that things were going to work out the way Thoth said they were, Mm -hmm. that orange would have gotten Jojo. It's his own, like, second guessing that trapped him in that fate. Yep. As this lady is walking past and whole horse is just, you know, (laughs) trying to hold back the urge to jump kick her in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she she walked she walks past pretty far away and he just starts sweating and like vibrating in place and he just goes like god damn it i got to jump to kick this lady in the back of the neck and so he does uh and it works out great cuz it turns out so so this lady also has a like a big burly bodyguard with her mm-hmm. turns out the the shawl she was wearing had a scorpion hidden in it and his jump kick killed it Yes, yes. Moments before it would have surely uh, uh, gotten down into the rest of her her outfit and then killed her dead uh, without ever being noticed or discovered. So she is so thankful that she gives him all of her very valuable jewels. (laughs) Yay. Yay. And that that is proof enough for Whole Horse that this stand works and they're finally going to kill Jojo and the gang and Master Dio will be so happy. So yeah, the, the question of what's Thoth's deal has now switched from, you know, what good is foresight if destiny is 100% set mm-hmm. to instead, you know, matters of self-fulfilling prophecy and really whether Thoth is an ally or just mm. a weird, tricky little bitch who is just <laughs> fucking with these kids. <laughs> the episode now cuts to... Uh... Jojo and the gang for the first time this episode, just walking around Cairo still, just showing people that picture of, of Dio's mansion, trying to find it. And they found a, like a roofer, like an old yes. man roofer. Who cannot give them directions, but can give them a little architectural history of Cairo. Yeah, yeah. if you yeah. go further down south, the buildings get older or something like that. Yeah, nothing d- too concrete from that guy. He just thinks, oh, it's a pretty old building, it looks like. So maybe just go that way it's probably in one of the neighborhoods that way probably yeah in in this moment joseph takes a a moment to to have another phone call and now the the uh clock has ticked even faster we are in the last three or four days of holly cujo's life yep things are bad yeah she's lost all of her strength she she is not doing hot yeah so every everyone the, the gang's just starting to sweat they they gotta pick up the pace they got to talk to everyone they can trying to find this damn building. They, they find themselves in like a public square and in like a marketplace. And who has found them but Whole Horse and Boingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discover Whole Horse like hiding behind a corner looking at them with a, a just a shot of his foot that pans up all, all the way to his face. And I've never noticed the, the, the shoe situation that Whole Horse has going on. Oh, yeah. He's wearing stirrup pants that that go over his cowboy boots and, you know, are with a stirrup strapper around, like, uh, uh, his instep. Mm-hmm. And then his spurs attach through that pants strap yeah. into the boots. <laughs> That's got to be an extra 10 minutes of, of getting dressed yeah. in the morning. That I don't, I don't see the point. Whole horse has got a very specific look that he wants to maintain. He can't take off his shoes without unhicking hitching his spurs, then pulling the the strap (laughs) around the heel, then you take off the boot. And I guess reattach the spur so you don't lose it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Boingo is here just being a cockroach of a man, uh, uh, scuttling around inside an overturned wooden crate. And (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, it, he. It's like he's terrified of the sun anytime like the the lid gets lifted. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he's turned into like a little crab or something. <laughs> As everything in life aims to turn into crab, <laughs> you know. I uh, love him so much. Yeah, he he's fun in these two episodes. Now that some time has passed, he's a little less one hundred percent on board with the the comic book because mm-hmm. he just does he just cannot buy that going from one step to the other somehow will kill Jojo and the gang. Which, by the way, looking at the comic book, we're seeing the 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 really crazy designs of the main cast in the comic book, and I love that Jojo's hat. The bill is those super long and he's mm-hmm. got like a giant safety pin wrapped around yes. the end of it yes maybe that's why oingo's hat is like that oh. he spends so much time reading his brother's stand he's like oh well that's what hats look like i gotta get one of the good hats like in the book <laughs> yeah uh joseph in this comic book his hat isn't pulled down over his head the way whole horse is like he has like normal eyes but also on top of that his hat has separate eyeballs <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> it's very good. It's very fun. And one of Abdal's eyes is just like shooting out of his head. And also, I don't know if you noticed the little drawing of Iggy in the comic book. Iggy is just Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> Iggy really is grotesque drawing. enough. Like, no change is necessary. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, looking through the, the comic book to see what happens. The comic book says that Whole Horse can't use his gun in the market. No, it's against the rules. Not allowed. Uh, and then the very next panel is just whole horse encountered Polnareff and he stuck his fingers up Polnareff's nose. And then the next panel is everyone died. <laughs> <laughs> like, are the pages stuck together, kid? Because I feel like even for your stand, we need some additional guidance. <laughs> yeah. But then like there, there's a later shot that like... You can see him holding the the book, and that's all on one page. Like, you're not yep. missing anything. That's all there is. <laughs> yeah, and a whole horse is just, like, slapping the book. Like, I love the panel that's about JoJo and the gang dying a horrible death. Great, but I don't know how I go from A to B. Yeah. Please yeah. help me, Boingo. Please tell me. I'm just going to pull out my gun and shoot them because this sounds like bullshit. That's not even A to B. That's A to L. There's so <laughs> many letters in between. Like, yeah. come on. Let me shoot them. Yeah. One one of his great lines here is, they're not dumb enough to fall for this, and Mr. Horse, I would disagree. <laughs> they are dumb enough to fall for anything. Probably the gang's biggest weakness that no one's exploiting the correct way yet <laughs> yeah. is that if you separate one of them from the rest of the gang, even if they're just like around the corner, basically, if something horrible is happening to that one guy you singled out, everyone else will take forever to figure out that something bad is happening. Yes, yes. Yeah, the Stan users have tried multiple times, especially with Polnareff, to get them separated, but never with the idea just, like, it takes them forever to figure anything out, like. <laughs> so, uh, uh, eventually, uh, wouldn't you know it, Polnareff does, while he's looking for, for people to talk to, he comes around the corner, and he finds Whole Horse, and he punches him in the back so hard <laughs> that when pull that, that when whole horse gets knocked against the wall, he spits up blood like a fountain. He spits <laughs> it's so much vertical. Blood. His blood goes. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, he gets pinned up against the wall like that, and then Polnareff basically just goes in like a cop p- to pull whole horse's arms behind him, like he's about to put cuffs on him, and then puts a stand away, just like I got you an arm lock. That's good enough. <laughs> but yeah, of course, Polnareff is on his own. Right now, he left the rest of the gang because he was the first to have suspicions that somebody was was tailing them. Mm-hmm. And Polnareff, being more observant than usual here, but not enough, uh, thinking, okay, whole horse, you're here. That must mean you've got some new partner with you. Where are they at? And he reminds him, you are so lucky uh, Avdol isn't actually dead or you would be dead right now. And I just find your partner on my own. Yep. Whole horse is just shaking, desperately hoping that Polnareff doesn't look behind him and just notice the wooden crate because when Boingo went to hide, he didn't hide good enough because, like, the comic book is propping up one corner of the box a little bit and you can just see a couple of his fingers poking out from underneath it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, even after the, the whole scorpion snafu, he is not convinced that, like, following this book is the right thing to do. Yeah. And eventually, as, like, 
the tension draws near as uh, uh, Polnareff does see the, those little fingers poking out of the corner. Silver Chariot, I don't know. He, he's off taking a drink somewhere. He doesn't have a <laughs> nose. There's nothing for him to worry about. Uh, but but Whole Horse is caught between in such a, a jam that he has no other ideas what to do. He's just like, okay, throw my hands up, have faith in the book, and shoves his fingers in Polarev's nose. Yeah, the 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 animation of like the underhanded like swooping motion of his two fingers going up into Polarev's nose is like very lovingly animated. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the first episode just ends on a cliffhanger of Whole Horse having his fingers up Polnareff's nose and Polnareff just being like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I, I love that the the episode doesn't end with him like putting his fingers up Polnareff's nose. There's there's a pause and then a longer pause. Yeah. And Polnareff's like, what are you doing? And the Whole Horse is like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Something's supposed to happen. I don't know. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, at the end of the episode, uh, the Oingo Boingo ending theme happens again. Uh, yes, but although not exactly, because yeah. it's Boingo Whole Horse. Yeah, it's a new song and everything. They didn't just replace Oingo with, with Whole Horse. Uh, it's like a whole new song with, with different animation and everything, yeah. I can't believe I didn't mention it earlier while we were talking about, you know, the cruise Thoth designs, but the way Emperor looks in the book, it's oh, just... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bundle of metal spaghetti coming out of a gun <laughs> hilt. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just, like, it's super droopy, like, sagging. Like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's very, very good. Uh, so let's go straight on ahead to episode 37, Whole Horse and Boingo, part two. Uh, we, we get our previously on recap of, of just the prophecy and the final moments, essentially. And the crew is a lot farther away than they appeared because they have, <laughs> against all odds, decided to look for where Pulnareff went yep. in less than a minute. Amazing. Yeah. They're taking a very leisurely stroll. <laughs> yeah. This slow walk takes forever, considering they were, they were what, 15 feet away, apparently? Yeah. Joseph, Jojo, and Abdul are all doing, like, the Terminator walk. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, for, for an episode that is just like the Oingo Boingo episode, uh, focusing on the villains as, like, the protagonists of the episode this time, I guess that makes sense to have them be, mm -hmm. like, a very <laughs> scary, looming, ever-approaching threat. Think of how scary they can be when they're just drinking iced tea together. And now yeah. they're, they're like hunting for villains. Yeah. So they come around the corner and they see Polnareff just casually leaning against a wall because he is so huge. A cowboy muscle hunk can hide <laughs> behind him invisibly. <laughs> yeah. A whole horse is just hiding behind Polnareff like with his gun to the back of, of Polnareff's head. Just like, fucking just tell him to leave. Mm -hmm. Make him leave. Whole horse thinks to himself, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. This sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, this guy. I love him. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. Initially, I thought that Whole Horse was just hiding behind Polnareff's body, but no. Around this corner, there is another corner. There's a tiny alcove in the way yeah. that this wall is built that, that he's hiding behind. Polnareff decides, I've got to signal very subtly <laughs> to my friends that there is somebody hiding behind me in an unseen alcove with perhaps a gun to my head. <laughs> Figuratively, literally, I, the signal doesn't have to be that detailed. Yeah. So the idea he comes up with <laughs> is to point with his prehensile shape-shifting tongue that it turns out he has had all this yeah. time. Yeah. Why not point? <laughs> Do finger guns. Yeah. Whole, your hands like, are shielded by your bulk. He cannot see what you're doing with yeah, your hands. You literally all you need is like, because like his arms are crossed or something. It's just like, just point out like one thumb and just like kind of jerk it like towards where the the alcove is just a little but, bit no he's got a tongue that would make eddie brock jealous as it's basically like contorting itself into knots the tip of his tongue turns into an arrowhead <laughs> somehow i don't know how yeah. he does this yeah he he turns into a fucking looney tune for this bit like he could use his tongue to grab a pen and write on the wall whole horse is behind me with a gun <laughs> 
and the others still would not get the hint. And yeah, everyone was just like, "What? Are you, what's that face you making? You okay? That's an awful face. I hate, stop doing that." And then Avdol, being a dumbass as well, goes like, "Oh, I get it. He's trying to tell us there's somebody behind him. Uh oh." <laughs> Polnareff's father was a chameleon. That's why his tongue can do that. Yeah. Uh, every last one of them is a dumbass. Iggy, you have to save the boys. Iggy, please. Please, Iggy. Yeah. Whole horse just goes, ah, shit, I'm boned. Might as well just blast Polnareff's brains out while I have the chance. And as he's about to pull the trigger, Polnareff sneezes and lurches forward, which causes Whole horse to lean too hard on his own weight. And why just are go you flying. leaning? Why you your gun doesn't have a bayonet? Why are you leading? <laughs> Everyone's a moron. They all suck. These are all big burly dumbasses. So he just goes flying out of the alcove and smashes into some pots that were contain that had like oil in it or something. Yeah. So here is here is all the intermediary steps that Thoth did not tell us about. So fingers go in the nose. Yes, obviously it's right there in mm-hmm. in full color printing. We know about that. But that causes a sneeze, which causes Whole Horse to fall down, who knocks over some amphorae, which spills the oil inside, which spins out the speeding car. Oh, yes, that's right. There's a speeding car because the, the guys from the taxi stand have a, a, have beef against Whole Horse and try to run him over. <laughs> and when they tried it to get him at this incredibly opportune moment they skid out on the oil which then rams all of the boys and knocks them out cold bleeding as depicted in (laughs) oingo boingo brothers adventure (laughs) yeah (laughs) which the cover has changed because oingo is not around it's just boingo on the cover yeah the title is is consistent but the cover art is just the one brother yeah whole horse actually pulled it off everyone's out cold and, and fucked up Learning from the the mistakes of Oingo, they're like, okay, okay, we shouldn't just go in there and just shoot them all in the head because something real bad will happen. The comic book doesn't Mm -hmm, say mm -hmm. anything about that. Let's just back up. We'll wait for a new page to materialize and we'll see what we're supposed to do next. After these two uh, examples, though, Whole Horse is an absolute 100% believer. He's totally converted to to the Church of Thoth. He says, quote, (laughs) need me to eat crap? I'll do it without a second thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, everyone is knocked out except for Jotaro, actually. He is slowly getting up, but he is, like, badly hurt. Which is information they first see in the book, and then it happens. They're like, whew. It's a good yeah. thing we waited, because otherwise, like, okay, I shoot Polnareff, I shoot Avdol, Jojo is going to murder me. <laughs> so they're waiting for the, the this page to materialize, and it, it says what happens next is Whole mm-hmm. Horse comes across two plumbers, and he pays them to open up a pipe on the side of this building that they're working on. And then mm-hmm. he fires every single bullet from his gun into this pipe at the exact moment The clock strikes noon. Yes, and then bullets fly through the forehead of Jojo. Yeah. When Whole Horse turns around and sees the plumbers and sees the the series of pipes going alongside the building, we get like a really crazy, crazy CG shot of the camera getting real low and following the pipe. It's like one of those insert shots from Panic Room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which were invented by Josie and the Pussycats actually a year, a year and a half before Panic Room came out. Really? So there. Huh, yes. okay. Huh. Also the the Nos shot from the first Fast and the Furious, which is six months after Josie and the Pussycats. Again, Josie and the Pussycats oh invented this shot. Wow. Uh, should point out that Whole Horse's bullets in the comic book have little faces and little arms like they're angry little bullet bills or something? Yeah, yeah. And like, this is... No, no, this is coming out after uh roger rabbit actually okay all Mm. right yeah so yeah this pipe just leads all the way up to a pipe that is in the now like partially destroyed building the truck rammed into there's just like Mm -hmm. a pipe that goes halfway up the what was formerly a wall and then points straight at the back of jojo's head currently and presumably also at the stroke of noon yeah 
now now we have a plan. It's a much more legible plan, way easier to trust. But mm -hmm. the, the only requirement is some very precise and exact timing. And I love with a, a whole horse's like switch in, in opinion of like the abilities of uh, Boingo's stand. He mm. and Boingo are now like best buds. Oh, they are yeah. in it. Like <laughs> they are tight now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just needed a victory to, to solidify that friendship. <laughs> Whole Horse does, like, he's very excited by what the comic book is showing him, but he also goes, hold up, how can we misinterpret this? Because your brother's face got blown the fuck up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and Boingo's just like, it's okay, you can't turn into JoJo. And he's like, yeah, I guess I can. We're good. <laughs> Time to shoot bullets into this pipe. Yeah, hell yes. Uh, I, I also love that when we see, like, the, the book illustrating like you have to shoot at exactly noon like we see a clock face mm -hmm. and the numbers on the clock are 12 alligator toothpaste and the opening credits of rocky horror picture show <laughs> yeah uh whole horse is like okay time to enact this plan oh fuck looks at his watch and he's got two minutes before it's noon so mm -hmm. they they are booking it over to these plumbers just a little bit down this road he starts like threatening the plumbers and Boingo's like, ah, ah book says you got to pay him. So ba basically the rest of this episode is a, a bunch of comic mischief uh, <laughs> with a ticking clock. It's like, okay, I'll pay you. Oh shit. I left my wallet at the, the hotel. Hey Boingo, remember I gave you my emergency fund? Pay the men. And he's like, okay, here is a giant bag of loose change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just this massive coin purse, which he immediately drops, and the coins scatter everywhere. And so the, the, the workers are like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. After I pick up each individual coin and count them all, and the whole horse is screaming and <laughs> dying inside. Yeah, like, at this point, there's only, like, 40 seconds left. And it's like, oh, my fucking God, just open the pipe now. You can count the money later. And then, like, a sweet old lady comes by to give the workers, like, some tea or something to drink. The whole horse gets super pissed off. It's like, I need you to open the fucking pipe right now. And he picks up a big rock and is about to crack their skulls open. The one pipe fitter looks like a chimpanzee in description. In, in disguise as a working man yeah is this a stand user too like he even sits like with with his his feet touching and his knees apart much as yeah. a chimpanzee would do is very strange yeah oh man i just remember there's a really good animation for when uh whole horse is just begging uh boingo to get the coin purse out faster uh and mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. just like hunched over and just like hopping up and down madly <laughs> like rapidly <laughs> it's like give me the fucking money while he is still in that crate, he's a little hermit crab of a boy. Yeah. Like when when he gets bigger, he, he's gonna upgrade into like a, a solid snake cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. And and then his little brother uh, uh, that isn't born yet is gonna move into the crate. You know, just yeah, yeah. They they all get in a line and exchange shells by size. Yeah. So yeah, after threatening them with a big rock, they finally open up the pipe, and his watch strikes noon. Exactly as that that gets open, he just fires every single bullet. He just dumps it, the the gun into this pipe. So much happened in those two minutes that must have taken so much time. Somebody around here was monologuing and really helping him out. Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He he totally unloads in the pipe right at his his watch uh, chimes noon. He's so excited, so happy, and then Polnareff sneezes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just as the bullets are coming out of the pipe as everyone is getting up, Polnareff sneezes, like, point blank in JoJo's face. They both recoil from this. Which Gobs causes... of snot impact yeah. his face, as and so he recoils backward, and the bullets <laughs> go past harmlessly. The sneeze giveth, and the sneeze taketh away. <laughs> yeah, so all the bullets just go flying just into into the stratosphere. Like, eventually, eventually the boys are going to kill Dio, and they're going to be like, wow, wait a minute, weren't there supposed to be nine Egyptian god stands? <laughs> yeah. There should have been one called Thoth. Do, do you remember a Knoom either? Like, wait a minute. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Both Whole Horse and Boingo are just shocked that the bullets did not hit their mark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Horse is grabbing Boingo, just like picking up and just shaking him by the collar, just like, why the fuck didn't it work? There must be a first time for everything, I guess. 
Yeah, we, this is the first time Boingo has had less than perfect faith in his stand. Like, this has got to be a crisis for him. But it's a bigger crisis for, for Whole Horse because, like, yeah, he saw Oingo in the hospital. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. this shit. <laughs> yeah. And as he's doing that, as he's shaking Oingo, somebody in a, like, a little Jeep drives by with the radio blasting. And you hear uh, news broadcasters saying, and now for the 12 o'clock news... And a whole horse just looks up at the clock tower that's nearby, looks at his watch, and his watch is fast. It is so much funnier that, that that he was too early instead of like his watch was slow and he was late. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like it would be sad if he was late, but it's funny if he's early. So actually, <laughs> yeah. actually comedy is tragedy minus time, if you think about it. People oh. get that backwards, actually. Wow. Thank you, Iraqi, for teaching us this lesson. <laughs> He was like two minutes early when he fired mm-hmm. the, the, those bullets. Uh, Whole Horse is checking the comic book again and just going like, oh, God damn it. Fuck this. Is there, you know, what's going to happen next? Is there something else I can do to kill Jojo? So he's looking at the comic book page that has the, the full page illustration of Jojo getting a, a bullet through the forehead. Mm-hmm. And as that's happening, Boingo sees Whole Horse's bullets have curved and are coming back around and he's just frozen (laughs) in fear he doesn't know what to do and the the whole horse's own bullets go through the back of the comic book through the forehead of the drawing of jojo and then all hit whole horse clean in the fucking face oh my so so we went from you know comic art depicting events to to comic art depicting what will happen to the comic page itself like i yeah all of these, like, uh, uh, Boingo episodes just keep pulling me back toward Grant Morrison comparisons. Like, this is their <laughs> dream. Although, although, the closest thing I can think of to a comic where this actually happens is uh, uh, Silver Surfer 11 from uh, the Dan Slot run, which mm-hmm. is laid out as a Mobius strip. It, it is a time loop episode, and so you follow uh, uh, the, the panels laid out in a figure eight and eventually you get to the back of the issue and you flip the book around to read what was upside down is now right side up as you get back to the front and the way you get to the real uh uh, ending is there's a point where you know time can diverge and there there's a fold in from a further page that that lines (laughs) up just right to to get to the the iteration of the time loop where they break free of it it's so good that is really cool I really love the Dan Slot run on Silver Surfer. Like people compare the 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 Loki show to Doctor Who, and they are right in that it is very much like the Doctor Who episodes that just like rest on the goodwill built by mm. the Doctor Who episodes that are actually more akin to the Dan Slot uh, Silver Surfer run. That's the good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta check out that Silver Surfer. Yeah, Don Greenwood, great character. Okay, the the artist who did Madman and mm. uh, Mike Allred. Yes, yes. Okay, Mike Allred does great work for. Uh, just after this, he did a Bug uh, uh, miniseries uh, that he wrote and drew. A Bug from you know Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Just good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out actually. I mean, next time you come over, if you want to borrow, I, oh. I have the whole run in trades. Yeah, the whole run. Okay, so, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Might have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Whole Horse has been shot in the face by his own gun. Yes. And Jojo and the gang, they're they're totally fine. A bunch of like sewage or something starts shooting out of the pipe that previously was going to kill Jojo. And Avdol's just like, ooh, watch out. Get away from that pipe, Jojo. So yeah, I, I guess the idea is that if he had fired on time, this noise would have driv- drawn him back to the pipe and he yeah. wouldn't have been able to dodge the bullets coming out of the pipe that, that he's paying attention to because of gurgle noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so someone called an ambulance. Maybe it was Boingo. I don't know. But they're they're hauling whole horse away and he's... Not dead, but he's in critical condition. They describe the bullet going through his skull and coming out the top and saying he'll be fine. That's how much of a moron he is. You can destroy (laughs) his frontal lobe and it's no big deal. It's no great loss. It didn't impact the part of the brain that makes him a cowboy, so... That's all he needs. The, the cowboy center of the brain is in the cerebellum. That's like deep in your autonomic nervous system. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys are born, not made. 
as JoJo and the gang are just like fine and they they don't investigate like what happened to whole horse they Joseph just says let's leave before the cops show up uh, <laughs> you know because they've already had a couple too many bad run-ins with police thinking they're murderers we've only got three to four days we cannot wait for another speedwagon lawyer to get off the plane yeah so they just walk off and Boingo who is now all alone just goes like wow those guys must be super strong if fate just keeps, you know, being on their side. If anyone can defeat them, it's only Dio. He decides to turn over a new leaf. Yeah. Like he, he, he achieves self-actualization. He leaves his little box. He decides to, to, like, commit himself and his abilities to the pursuit of good and justice from now on. Like, Whole Horse has done more good for the world through this kid than the heroes have ever done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he casts off his little, like, safety box he's been wearing the whole episode. He kicks it high into the sky, and it lands on top of Iggy's head. This is how you know he has become a man, because he has hurt a dog. Yeah. <laughs> this is the bar mitzvah of Stardust Crusaders. Once you hurt a dog, you are a man. <laughs> Iggy bites the shit out of Oingo, and the rest of the gang just wonders, hey, where'd our piece of shit dog go? <laughs> like, almost verbatim. Like, where'd that shitty dog go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we even see in our last image of Thoth, like there was a panel, Boingo should have read ahead, that dog was coming to get him. Yep. <laughs> it was fate. And he just bite him on the ass. And we get a, a, one more rim shot, one more badumptus. From Boingo, as, as we go out to, for the second episode, the, the Whole Horse and Boingo song. Yeah. God, I love that Whole Horse is... The, the most frequently recurring villain, aside from Dio, I guess, and he just gets his shit rocked every time. It's only his first appearance where he seems competent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it for Whole Horse and Boingo. Even though it's kind of a retread, it's still real good. Yeah, yeah, like, there were things about Boingo and his stand that I had questions about and I was curious about. I even, like, put some of them down in, like, long-term note storage mm. to, to talk about with our guest next week. And I feel like this episode is like, oh, oh, you had those ideas? Let's talk about those ideas. I, I don't know <laughs> if I need to bring them up next week now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Like, recognizing you've introduced this very interesting element and, like, hey, kid's not dead. Kid can come back. Yeah. It doesn't really come back, per se, as, like, a stand ability again. But I feel like the the stories that Araki wrote around Thoth really stuck with him because those themes come up a whole lot in other JoJo parts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in different ways. And he, he just keeps, like, exploring the, the fate stuff in, in pretty fun ways. So, so my read is that, like, Thoth is an independent, intelligent stand in much the mm-hmm. same way that Anubis is. Yeah. And Thoth doesn't care about shit and just wants to fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Thoth is loyal to no one. Thoth is just in it for the lulls. Yeah. <laughs> Boingo didn't die. He just got his ass bit by a dog. But it yeah, does. Yeah. if there is any character that I wish could get revisited in a later JoJo part, it is, it is Boingo. I want to see what Boingo got up to, you know, 10 or 20 years later on. They should keep doing 50-year gaps, and and we'll see, like, 60-year-old Boingo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See what kind of great good he did for the world with uh, the ability to see a partial future 15 minutes ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah. You'd probably at least prevent some car accidents people could you because if thoth says there is a car accident there's Uh, gonna be a car accident yeah i mean if if thoth says there is a car accident but doesn't say eight people will die you could like two empty cars hit each other okay Mm. all right there you go yeah and it's like you know i haven't read every jojo part so who knows (laughs) maybe in in jojolian which is ending next month apparently after like a 10-year run maybe by the time people are hearing this i believe it will be finished yeah that is the longest run of a jojo part but i think it's because araki moved from a weekly to a monthly schedule Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. because he's like in his early 60s now or something will it be the last part uh it will certainly be the last of its length yeah i can't imagine uh, uh wanting to do another what eight ten year story yeah Apparently in interviews, he has talked about how he would like to do a part nine. I wouldn't be surprised if it's short or, you know what? I would also be totally fine with him just moving on to just doing 
short stories in general because he's done a couple little side things or spinoff things with other characters from from part four of jojo and those mm-hmm, are all mm-hmm. great it's it's fun when he just decides okay i'm gonna tell a really short story like a single volume or even just like three chapters maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one day i'll get around to jojolian by the time oh my god by the time part eight would get animated it would be like 2026 or 2020 or something like that, <laughs> with like the two-year gaps we've been getting in between parts getting animated. Right, right. Oh, man. Good set of uh, episodes there. Even though they're gag episodes, they answer some fun questions that have been hanging around. And I guess next episode, we're doing another uh, recap with a special guest, right? Yes, yes, we are. Someone who has been uh, uh, with the show since before the show came out, actually. Mm. So uh, let that hint percolate. Ooh, I Ooh. wonder. Uh, <laughs> so yeah look look forward to that because uh, i know i am mm-hmm. after that recap we'll get to the the, the next two-parter which the the episode title is not really a spoiler but i just love saying it out loud the guardian of hell pet shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's the littlest pet shop set they sell exclusively in october <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get a little squishy little cerberus it's very cute oh so uh, I guess that is it for us this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would appreciate it so much if you left us a, a rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you can. Or for you uh, uh, YouTube people, leave a comment. Tell us uh, your favorite moment of, of Oingo uh, and or Boingo or even Whole Horse. What's your favorite Whole Horse moment? I want to know. Yeah. I might even read them. Uh, uh, but what I really want is for YouTube to see that, hey, this video is getting a lot of comments. We should recommend it to people. It is causing controversy. And that's the only thing that sells advertising anymore. <laughs> Welcome to hell, pet shop. Oh, uh, man. But a less nefarious and less depressing option you have is, as always, just talk to people. Yeah. Tell people how much you're enjoying your show, what you enjoy about it. Sometimes I see those because sometimes I get tagged in them. And I love it every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm always glad when people inform us of something we didn't know about, either regarding the the manga or whatever. Uh, I really liked when somebody pointed out that in the early chapters of Stardust Crusaders, Star Platinum uh, looked like he was just loving every moment he had (laughs) punching somebody in the face. Yes, yes. He's very stoic in the anime, but in the start of the manga, he is just fucking loving it. (laughs) Just like psycho, psycho face. Yes, yes. Okay, so that is it for us today. Uh, a little behind-the-scenes peek. We are going to record a little uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC content. Oh so if you're not watching that, you should keep watching that, because we're having a lot of fun making it. Yeah, the, the DLC especially is pretty fun. So There's a, a lady with a, a highlight thing going on. <laughs> she can fight three different ways. She's like three characters in one. It's Amazing. Great. It's awesome. Yeah, until till next week. See you later, everybody. To be continued. <laughs>